What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. We are here for an NFL Wednesday on a Wednesday night recapping Super Wild Card Weekend. Tom, I really hated that name because the game's fucking sucked for the most part, but how you doing? You can't name something Super Bowl and then name something... You can't use Super Points. I hated it. And it was all weekend. Like, you know the NFL was, like, sending memos to every network. Like, don't forget, it's Super Wild Card Weekend. It's not Wild Card Weekend anymore. And that Monday night game, before we talk about the games, Tom, let me just ask you, did you like having the Monday night wild card game or no? Yeah, I was cool with it. Um, anytime you're going to give me more football that I actually give a shit about, just because it's playoff football, um, I, I, I'm happy with it. Um, the two seven seeds were really, really, really bad. Horrific. Um, I will tell you this, I did not like the Monday game. I, I like the – if you're going to have the extra game, which I'm cool with, I would have liked three Saturday, three Sunday. I was kind of okay. over it by the end of Sunday night. Yeah, and the and the Rams-Cardinals game didn't really help the case either, did it now? No, it didn't, but even leading up to it, right? Like it's a holiday, it's MLK Day, and you have all of these games to think about from the weekend, and I'm like, uh, uh, I don't really – want this right now but okay i'll take it i would have liked it on saturday um but hey listen they're obviously making espn happy because espn's gonna eventually host a super bowl um or air or a super bowl i think in like four or five years so they gotta make them happy yeah you definitely do when they're shelling out billions um yeah you want to start breaking them down i think we have to um we'll start i mean i think we should just go by conferences we don't have to go in order but we'll start Bengals raiders uh, we'll lead off with the AFC, Tom, and and this was really a good game. I, I would love to get your take on it first because I thought this game really could have gone either way, although I felt like Cincinnati totally outplayed them. Yeah, it was one of those games where it felt like uh, the Cincinnati lead was a lot bigger than it was, and then you're like, holy shit, the, the Raiders are driving to, to possibly win this game. Um, yeah, or at least tie it, possibly win it with a two-point conversion. Um, I mean, the Bengals were just a better team. The Raiders shouldn't have been there in the first place. And, you know, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm thinking, what what could the Chargers have done? And I don't even know if they would have played the Bengals or they would have played somebody else, but I was just looking at it from the lens of, do I think the Chargers win this game? Yeah, I think that, obviously, with Herbert and that offense, you think that they would deliver a little I mean, bit you better. you saw Herbert on fourth down. He was making every big throw there could be. No doubt about it. I mean, I thought Carr played pretty well. And nah, yeah, I think I he think earned that... himself some equity there um, for the next couple of years unless they want to make a splash. Um, and whoever the head coach is, it might be uh, Jim Harbaugh, I-, I think that they should be happy to have Derek Carr. Me too. And something tells me that the Raiders just – they don't want him. I think that there would be a lot more discussions about how he's their franchise guy no matter what. But if you're bringing a new GM, they fired Mike Mayock. And uh, obviously the head coach now is in limbo, Bisaccia. So I don't know what he's they're going to do, but I'd be happy with him. He's, he's not, not going to be there. No. It's a shame, too, no. because he really – I mean, I know he didn't have the greatest record, but shit, he made the playoffs with this team? Dude, I mean, listen, they, this team, we talked about it as the season was closing. They went on the road, and they beat Indianapolis, who desperately needed that game to win 
and clinched the and clinched a wild card berth. They went in there and and won. And then for all the nonsense and and chicanery that occurred on that last Sunday night game, they still pulled that game out against the Charger team that we were hoping was going to be the Bengals' opponent the other day. So I, I give the Raiders a lot of credit. They're not going to retain Bisaccia, and who knows what the future is for Carr. But moving on to to Cincinnati, this team is as about as tantalizing as any team in all of the field because when they look good and they and they have Jamar Chase running these Debo Samuel jet sweeps, I mean, you just wonder how any team can stop them. Yeah, it, it is going to be interesting um, with the week coming up. There's a lot of, I mean, when you get deeper into the playoffs, you start looking at their flaws, but I think they drew the right matchup because they can score points with the Titans. And again, even if Derrick Henry's back, if if they can get off to a quick 7-0, 14-0 lead, they might be able to pull this game out. Totally agree with you, and I think that was the major thing for them in, in this wild card game was they don't, they fall down three nothing, but they stop Vegas from scoring a touchdown, and then they march right down the field. And you know that the fans in, in Cincinnati had to be thinking, "Here we go again," because there there was so much energy in that in that building. But from all of their postseason struggles in the Andy Dalton era. 30 years since a playoff win, bro. That's absolutely nuts. And congrats to them for getting it. And Jerome Booger and uh, and that off- and that refereeing crew really wanted to make sure of it, too. Brutal. I mean, this is another thing you get with the extra games is that you get the worst refs in there. And, and I mean, between this and then you saw the Cowboys game, which really wasn't on the referee. It was on the, the Dallas sideline and Dak. Still, uh, it's not a good look. And, uh, I mean, hopefully we get some better referees in these in these second round of the playoffs in the divisional weekend. Totally, yeah. Boger's staff is – the NFL already said that they're not going to – ref another game this postseason which is the right call and I mean I couldn't believe that they allowed that touchdown to count because you played to the whistle the whistle blew before before Burrow yeah, saw the DB pass. give up and all that right and then it's like let's send it to New York and this that and the third and it was 20 minutes and it was sloppy sloppy all around it, it was really sloppy all around and unfortunately it overshadowed what was a great game and a great win for Cincinnati down to the wire and I mean, they they finally, of any team that deserves a break, uh, I think it's the Bengals in the playoffs. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. First win in 30 years. Congratulations to them. Congratulations to Joe Burrow and the rest of the boys out there. Moving on to the next game. Do we have much to say here? Uh, it wasn't even 47-17. It felt like 47 nothing. Bills beat the Pats. Dude, Josh Allen had more touchdown passes than incompletions. Five to four. Yeah, and I mean, he's given – we're going to find out this week. He's given Patty Mahomes a run for his money. Um, I mean, obviously, you still have Aaron Rodgers out there. He might have something to say for the best quarterback in the league. But, I mean, the defense looked incredible, and, and everybody's betting the under. But there's, you know, there's no wind chill. And, and luckily, I stayed away from this game just because I didn't know. Uh, you saw what the Patriots did the last time they played in the cold against Buffalo, up in Buffalo. So I stayed away, thank God, because I would have been dead wrong on this game. But, I mean, the Bills came to play, and the Patriots were just outclassed. Their defense looked slow. Mac Jones thank you. looked like he wasn't ready. And Bill Belichick, if he wants to get this team to a championship level, has a lot of cleaning up to do. Very well said. I, I 
I know there's a lot of hate on Mac Jones and 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 rightfully so. He didn't it's play not, good. you know, yeah. it's, and their defense straight up sucked. It's not his fault. That's the where I was going them. with it. That's where I was going with it. The defense was horrific, and you used the perfect word, slow. I was watching that game, dude, and it really felt like the two teams were playing at different speeds. Like, it was like watching, like, uh, the Patriots were in quicksand. Yeah, the Bills looked like like they were on turf in 70-degree weather. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Hightower and um, and McCourty just looked really slow and couldn't catch up to anybody and – and Josh Allen was just – he had the ball on a string, and obviously he, he's running for first downs. He's embracing the weather. The fans were going absolutely insane. And you just never see – the last time I remember the Patriots having a loss like that in the playoffs was – remember when the Ravens went in with uh, Ray Rice that one wild card weekend and, and beat them just up smacked like 45 around, yeah. seven. I mean, but that was like 12 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Patriots have some reloading to do, and I mean, between the Bills and the Chiefs, this is going to be the game of the year, or at least I hope so. I hope both teams show up ready to play. Me too. Yeah, I mean, you can't have a more definitive, dominant performance. I mean, even what the Chiefs did that we'll get to, and even the Bucks, but man, what the Bills did, that was just given the pressure, given the 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 Patriots factor and given the weather, it was just unbelievable to see. And uh, I'm looking forward to that matchup with the Chiefs. And Tom, the Chiefs, they took care of the Steelers. I know TJ Watt had that strip fumble recovery for the first touchdown. And it felt like, it really felt like Kansas City was just fucking with them. Yeah, clicking on all cylinders in this game, Kelsey had passing touchdown I, I can't remember it because they scored so many points but I think he had a receiving touchdown as well Tyreek Hill got his everybody on that team got theirs they got a new weapon that I have literally been shouting at the top of my lungs since I saw he was on the roster in Jarek McKinnon who seems to be by far their most explosive back I must have picked him up and dropped him 10 times this year in fantasy every time I heard a whisper of him playing it's about time to <laughs> cook and, I mean, this Chiefs team with another weapon that they somehow discovered on their roster, um, they're going to be tough to beat. And especially with that defense. I mean, I know they played the Steelers, but this defense, they said it a million times on the broadcast, went from worst to first from the first half to the second half. If they can play like that, then the Bills are in trouble. If McKinnon is uh, Greenwich Big Dogs material, then he's definitely Chiefs material. Um yeah, for sure. The defense is the story to me. I mean, we know that this offense is is prolific and high-powered, and another weapon for them is just gravy. But, dude, to me it is about defense because when they play somebody like the Buffalo Bills this weekend, that's not the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're going to have to make stops. They're obviously not going to shut down the Bills, but they're going to have to make stops. And really since like week seven, week eight, they've shown that they're capable of doing that, especially when they have to. So I like the trajectory that they're playing. And I also kind of think that this team's kind of sliding under the – like nobody's really talking about them that much, right? Like yeah. everybody's all Bills, Bills, Bills. And I think the Chiefs are in a really good spot here where they could just remind everybody of how good and dominant of a football team they are. If if Frank Clark is healthy and Melvin Ingram can get to Josh Allen, great pickup from the Steelers, by the way, by the Chiefs, um, I I think the Chiefs are going to get this win. I know we're going to talk about it later. Let's move on to the NFC side. This game was not close. Um, 
The Bucks beat the Eagles 31 to 15. Rob Gronkowski has another touchdown, uh, losing A B and Godwin. They didn't really seem to skip a beat, excuse me, against Philly. Um, I mean, Brady was surgical. He did not look. I mean, it's a playoff, so it's Tom Brady. Um, and I got to tell you, I'm rooting for the Bucks. Uh, I just, I wanna, I wanna figure, I wanna make some new words to describe Tom Brady. I wanna, I wanna call up Webster. Because this is just incredible, man. This guy is insane. And from the Eagles' side, I mean, do you have a quarterback? Is your quarterback your backup quarterback? Are you looking for a new one? I, I don't know. But that just Can I answer that question for you? Your division is. And go ahead. So Howie Roseman, the GM today, or maybe it was yesterday, definitively said Jalen Hurts is our quarterback. You know what that tells me? They're going to use some of that. That tells me that they've got some of those th- three first-round picks that they've got coming this April that they're going to be in the quarterback market. Because every time a guy comes out and says, or an executive or a coach says, this is our guy, it means that he's our guy right now until better options. A vote of confidence them. is exactly the opposite. And, Sean, with that being said, I want to give you a vote of confidence. You are my co-host. That's uh, that's very inauspicious. I don't feel good about that at all. I know you have another podcast that you're doing, and I'm afraid that you're going to take me out. Um, <laughs> but no, I feel really good about I feel really good about Tampa. You know, I know they didn't play well against your Jets, and they ran up the score on uh, whoever Carolina. I think it was that they played the last week of the season. But I was interested to see what they were going to do, and they came out and just punched Philly right in the face, and they never looked back. Here's the most impressive stat for you, Tom, since you are rooting now for for uh, Mr. Brady. If he wins the Super Bowl this year and runs the table, he'll have more career playoff victories than any other franchise. Unbelievable. I mean, the numbers, uh, I don't have words, man. It's just, it, I'm no. speechless about it. Um, moving on to the next game, Sean. Do you want to me to put like a round of applause drop in here? You want to take a little victory <laughs> lap around wherever you're recording this? You said on this podcast multiple times, including most importantly with Will on our podcast, that at some point coaching, I'm highlighting Mike McCarthy, would come to bite the Cowboys in the ass, and it happened in the first playoff game of the playoffs, 23-17 Niners. They had control the entire game. And the end was just a debacle, but if you watch the game, the entire game was a debacle. And this season really has been a debacle for the Cowboys. The misuse of the running backs, the the not getting the ball to your playmaking wide receivers and Cooper and C.D. Lamb enough, um, and, and just not utilizing Dak when he was healthy the proper way like he did at the beginning of the season. But let's talk about this game, Sean. Go ahead. Pat yourself on the back. Don't, don't hurt yourself, but pat yourself on the back. You were absolutely right. And we did get an Instagram story from Will calling for Mike McCarthy's job. So hopefully Jerry, of course. Hopefully Jerry sees that. I, I'm not good with, with sports bets, like outside of a couple where I feel like just great. Like I'm not touching any Well, luckily any I have Niners money line. Of that. Good for you. Heavy. Um, but I felt about as sure as anything about this McCarthy thing because – it was just staring us right in the face. And and before I go into the game, I want to just say, how about Boy Wonder there, Kellen Moore? 
maybe you're not the best head coaching candidate because you called an atrocious fucking game, as you alluded to, with C.D. Lamb getting one catch, and it was in the last drive in the fourth quarter, not using the running game at all. I know Elliott's not what he once was, but for the love of God. Yeah, but you have Tony Pollard in the state. I know, and can you open up play action for Dak? I mean, first of all, the fact that they came out as flat as they did at home in in Jerry World was very concerning, and that's also a reflection of coaching. They weren't ready to play this game against the San Francisco team that a lot of people were liking as the as the week went on. Rightfully so, and then Tom, rightfully so. But as the game continues to go and we're in this fourth quarter Garoppolo does everything he possibly can to hand the game right back to Dallas. He knew it was he coming. Misses, uh, he misses Brandon Ayuk on a throw that was exactly like the throw he missed. Uh, I forget what the receiver was in uh, the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. And then he throws just the worst interception when uh, it overthrows a screen pass by like five yards. And it's just like, oh my God, here it comes, Dallas. And before I give my thought on what was the final play and drive, what did you take from it? We haven't talked about it, you know, up till right now. So what were your thoughts watching that final drive and eventual final play? Um, the first thing I want to talk about before the final play, because we can spend a few minutes yeah. breaking that asinine decision down. And the one thing where I think McCarthy really fucked up was, I understand that Fred Warner went out late in this game, so that doesn't really matter, but... One of the best defensive players in the league, and by far the Niners' best defensive player, Bosa, goes out early. A good yep. head coach uh, changes up the game plan, makes adjustments or whatever you want to say. I know we hate the word in-game adjustments or whatever, but it, it was definitely called for here. And if I'm sitting at the TV shouting, attack, now you guys can attack, Bosa's not in there anymore, let, let Dak go to work, like... If I can figure that out, then they should definitely be able to figure that out. And I think that it's not being mentioned as much as obviously the blunder on the, no, that's a on really the last good play of the game. But I think that is the reason why they lost in the glaring in the glaring point right there. If, if Bosa stays in and you get beat by a better defense, fine. But at that point, when he comes out, you you got to be able to to lay the hammer down. And he went out early. I think Kellen Moore dude just got like the 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 stage got too bright for yeah, him. He that had was a, a horribly heavy. called game. Yeah, and it's like I mean they're passing on plays where they should be clearly running, you know, and they're and then they're going, you know, they got two high safeties and they're throwing the ball deep. I mean, I know I'm getting a little too advanced for some of our listeners here with just no, you know the all twenty two, but. It's just, it's like every play that he ran, he should have done the opposite, including the final play. Now we can finally break that down. Sean, I mean, listen, you want to get a couple extra yards in a quarterback keeper, fine. Dak, you got to know to hand it to the ref there, but that is an absolutely terrible play call when you don't have any timeouts left. Thank you. And I think that, you know, they were on the 40. Dak's got a strong enough arm to get the ball to the end zone there, and it's, what, first down, right? It's first down at it's, the 40. It's first down at the 40 with 14 seconds left. If yeah. if you want to throw to the sidelines, fine. And if you're going to take a shot at the end zone... Well, I they took the sidelines away from them there. They're, they're there was fine. no you have the, throw You have the middle of the field. You had a sick hook and ladder play before that, right? Yep. Um, that actually worked. And Dalton Schultz seems to be able to get 15 yards every single time he wants. Why are why are you not taking two to three shots at the end zone there? Instead, 
you run a quarterback keeper in the middle of the field, no chance to go out of bounds, and then you know what? You deserve for it to get sloppy there because that's the play that you decided to run. I don't care that the ref damn near tackled Zeke. He was actually doing – I'm not even going to say bad job by the ref there. He was doing what he was supposed to because he the knows – The ref is 60 years old and running from the far sideline where he was stationed. But Absolutely, and regardless of that, he was actually doing the Cowboys a favor because the quicker he got to the ball to touch it – the more time that they had to spike the ball and try and go for a play with one second left. The ref was right. Let's take him out in this one. He was, they were wrong in the Bengals game, wrong in a few other instances, totally right there. And I appreciate Will not trying to shit on the refs and shitting on his coaching staff. That goes to show that he knows what the hell he's talking about and that he's not just a, that he's not just a bitter Cowboys fan. He did not mention the refs at all. So give him credit there. Um, but that's just Good a job, terrible bro. play call. 14 seconds at the 40 beats one second at the 24-yard line any day of the week. I, give me two to three shots at the end zone instead of one. Bro, I am so, so fucking proud of how emphatic you are about this because I I had a feeling you were going to go this way. For whatever shit I give you, I do think you're bright. Look at you, you given defensive schemes before. It was, it was a thing of beauty. I could not believe – how many analysts were trying to forgive the play call and shit on the execution? No. Sometimes you don't have to be the smartest guy in the room or try to be the smartest guy in the room. Anybody that has an elementary level of football knows that with 14 seconds left, you no are timeouts. not going to have a chance with no timeouts and run to the middle of the field. You are not going to have enough time to get up, hand the ball to the ref, and clock it for a final play. And that's on Dak, too. I don't know if that was the exact play call. I don't know if Dak just decided to do it himself. But, Tom, with you got to know there, though. broke it down really well on, on uh, Get Up, saying that 17 seconds is the absolute max amount of time, or the absolute minimum amount of time, I'm sorry, that you have to run that play and clock the ball to get a next play call off. So he had three seconds less than that. Additionally, he wasn't at the 50-yard line. He was at the 40-yard line. So Mike McCarthy in his postgame got it wrong again because he said, well, well, you had to go from the 50. No, he was at the 40. You have plenty of time to – to make a couple of throws to the – even if you want to complete a ball, you said Dalton Schultz is open all the time. Throw the ball to him, get down there, clock it, and take another shot. I don't know if that was a shot on Dak's shoulder. I don't have any idea what it was. But that was an inexcusable, blatantly horrendous decision by whomever either drew up the play or Dak for deciding to do it on his own. I can't believe how many people were trying to defend the play call and then just slowly but surely admit that it was bad execution. It was bad all the way around, and the refs handled it perfectly right. This is not a play... The game is over. You didn't allow yourself to have another play and a chance at the end zone not to say that they were going to get it anyway, but you want to at least take a chance. I, I just can't get over how bad that was in a home playoff game with a with a coach who's won a Super Bowl, however little credit we want to give him, and a quarterback who's been in multiple playoff games. It, it, it's from top to bottom. If I'm a Cowboy fan, I can't feel good about one thing. I do know one thing, Tom. The NFC East fucking sucks. Having to watch the Eagles in the playoffs, they didn't belong. And then Dallas, I wonder how they got their 12 wins. Well, they six of them were in division. Yeah, and and there was a stat that the the Philadelphia Eagles didn't beat you know a team with a with an above 500 record all year. Um, they just played in that division. 
And then with the Cowboys, it's you know this is a deeper thing than just this season because you're wasting so many players' primes with this joke yep. coaching staff. That again, when was their last good coach? It was probably Bill Parcells before Wade yep. Phillips and Jason Garrett, and and now Mike McCarthy. And it's you're wasting what two of the best offensive linemen of the last twenty years in Zach Martin yep. and uh, what's the other guy's name? I can't think of it right now. Um, and, and you're, and you have such an explosive offense and a surprise defense. The only guy that who deserves any credit is Dan Campbell for the, for the season that he put on, uh, making, Dan much, Quinn. you know, what did you say? Dan Quinn, Dan, Dan Campbell's Quinn, the coach me. of the, Dan Campbell's the coach of the Lions. Yeah. Oh, well, great guy. Awesome guy. <laughs> welcome on the pod anytime. Finally, a Lions Absolutely. coach is definitely welcome on the pod. Fuck you, Matt Patricia. Had to get that in there. Um, <laughs> Any chance you get. But yeah, Quinn Quinn deserves credit for turning Parsons into a possible defense of the year candidate and a surefire defensive rookie of the year. But I mean, how long are you going to let these guys rest in limbo? And the and the guy who comes out looking the best out of this is Aaron Rodgers because he's just giggling at fucking Mike McCarthy. You know, there were a few things that crossed my mind once processing that bizarre ending in, in my head. And and you know, you think about the coaching carousel and how the Giants got rid of Joe Judge. Well, while the Giants were pursuing Joe Judge, there were two other coaches that made the final list for them. It was Matt Rule and it was Mike McCarthy. So either way that they went, it was going to be bad. That was yeah. one thing that crossed my mind. The other and thing I was, that crossed my mind. I have to say, I was I I don't I don't fully recall, but I remember I was begging for the Jets a couple of years ago to hire McCarthy. I am so yeah. happy they didn't. Totally, yeah, and, and I think Tom, what this comes down to, because you're right, it, it's endemic with this organization. How much talent it comes can down you to have, Jerry, bro? Across, Straight but that's up. what I'm saying, right? It's endemic in the organization because of the owner. So why is Mike McCarthy a head coach? Why did Jason Garrett get the leash that he got? Why is Wade Phillips in that position? Why did Parcells only last a few years? Well, Parcells, it was his last stop. He was old and had health issues. But Jerry Jones is the star of that team. He is the owner. He is the general manager. He is the star. He is the only owner that ever does post-game press conferences and hits on local radio in the entire NFL and maybe all of sports other than maybe Mark Cuban. But, Tom, the, the, there you have to be a certain kind of coach to coach under him. If you're a really charismatic young guy with CEO written all over him, you're not going to make that. You're not going to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry that's, wants somebody that's exactly why I'm pulling, can be a puppeteer. I'm pulling myself out. I'm pulling myself out yeah. of the running for head coach of the Cowboys. I'm you're sorry, ma- Will. You're making that declaration right now? Yeah. So I got you still on my – unless you get rid of me, you're still you're still my co-host and CEO of our, of our enterprise here. Well, the phone's always available to anybody, and if the Giants call, <laughs> I'm going to take the call. I think you should. <laughs> I mean, I'll yeah, take it's... you over. I'll take you over Joe Judge. I know that. Thank you. I appreciate and Jason Garrett, of course. I I do appreciate yeah. that. And Freddie Kitchens. Hey man, those are those are. If I'm better than those guys, I could be a garbage man. Um, but with <laughs> that, that, yeah, and it's just, and it's like, what do you do here if you're the Cowboys? You're totally in limbo. Oh. Do you clean house? Do you? And they're not going to. And that's the thing. It's like, no, do we? Are can't. we? It's not even worth talking about, honestly. No, I think if of all the franchises, you know, like we we did our 
end of the season moratorium for our teams. And and as bad as the Giants are being at rock bottom and the Jets, you know, trying to figure out if they have a franchise quarterback and, and franchise head coach, I would rather be those teams right now. There's no fix in Dallas. I mean, and this is where the ultimate where I have my argument with other people about what a franchise quarterback is. Like Dak is a franchise quarterback. He's going to lead me to the playoffs and I'm going to have a chance at the playoffs every year, but he's not that top tier quarterback. He's not a hall of fame franchise quarterback. He's not a Mahomes. He's not a Josh Allen. He's Aaron Rodgers. So I'm like, fuck, what is this guy? Like, unless there's a clear upgrade, I really can't move off of him. And there is no clear up uh, clear upgrade. That's going to be available. You have more, talent and you know what to do with on the offensive side of the ball which is what made this performance even more pathetic and then the defense has two elite playmakers in Diggs and Parsons the 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 foundation is there to be a really good team for a really the long defense time has a lot more than that too they have decent linebackers and a really good pass rush right no they do so I I'm laying out all these reasons why I would be excited if I was the Cowboys, but just how many seasons of defeat can you go through with Romo and Zeke and now Prescott, you know, the Des Bryant years, it just doesn't matter. There's always something that can go wrong for this team. And uh, it's got to be incredibly frustrating, but I give Will a a real round of applause for not blaming the refs and going that route. Uh, He knows where the blame ultimately lies. Yeah, he does, and I think he's going to end up disappointed. I remember a few years back, I think I played uh, an Instagram story or something where he said he wasn't going to watch the Cowboys again until Jason Garrett got fired. It feels like we're in the same boat right now. A couple it really like does. Vu. Yeah, it really does. It feels like they've, beginning with Wade Phillips, it feels like it's been the same coach for almost 20 years. Yeah, it, it is a shame. Moving on to the next game, wasn't much of a game here either. Your boy Odell Beckham finally gets his heyday in the playoffs, catching a touchdown, passing for you know. I wasn't on a boat the week before, so that helped. Nice, nice little side swipe there for you. I wouldn't call that a full on, full on head on collision, but I would say you definitely. He was Odell was riding a bike and he just opened the door on him there just to get him. Hey, a listen, bit. he dro- he had he had three drops and dropped a touchdown in that wild card game. I'm not going to forgive him for that as much as I like Odell. Um, but yeah, I mean, and he had a passing completion in this game. I don't think it was a touchdown, but it was like a 40 yard bomb. Um, and one team showed up, the other didn't. I know JJ Watt played, but again, I mean. Cliff Kingsbury got hired to develop Kyler Murray. He definitely was successful in that, given that before Kyler was out for, I think, three or four games straight, he was leading the MVP conversation. But, I mean, this team couldn't do shit against this Rams defense this week. Um, And it's starting to show why they went out, and I don't know if they have a first-round pick in the draft for the next 100 years. This is one of those classic, like, was it better Rams or really bad Cardinals questions? Tom, for as good as the Rams played, and they did play great. Stafford got his first playoff win. Kudos to him. Beckham showed out. The defense was relentless. This was a lot of really bad Cardinals. I mean, Kyler looked like he'd never played football before. And I know it's his first postseason start, so I don't want to absolutely kill the kid. But, I mean, it, he, he he had no idea what he was doing. Uh, they were They were so hopeless that they probably were even worse than Mac Jones having his first rookie playoff game in Buffalo and Roethlisberger's corpse trying to throw the football in Kansas City. Like, this was this was horrific. 
This was Eli Manning against the Panthers in his first playoff game, and they lost. What was it, forty-five to zero? Oh God, yeah. I I don't have words, man. He it was he was bad, and I mean I think it's going to get to the point next year. Kingsbury will be back, but two or three years from now, I think he's going to go if he keeps putting up stinkers like this. Well, and you made a good point, right? Like the reason that they brought him in was to develop Kyler and, and despite this terrible performance, Kyler's obviously a really good player and he's somebody that you feel really good about as the anchor of your, of your franchise. But if you're part of your head coaching job too, is you got to be able to win late in the season and you certainly have to be able to, to have a representative show in the playoffs. And right now, I mean, dude, there is, there's no confidence. I don't think within that room that he's the leader that they need. No, not at all, but they're not going anywhere from him. Um, we're going to have to see. I mean, listen, this team was a different team when Hopkins was out, when he didn't play. Yeah. So we're going to have to see them. Honestly, they need to get another playmaker in there because Hopkins gets hurt every year. Yeah, and A.J. Green, he, he didn't have a good performance either. No, but you you don't expect – A.J. Green is, is the icing on the cake. He's the bonus. He can't yep. be your number one guy at this point in his career. Um, all right, you ready to move on to next week's game and talk about the four games on the slate? Oh, I'm excited. Let's start in the AFC, Tom. Bengals, Titans. I'm going to give you – I'm going to let you – Saturday. Saturday, 4.30 p.m. I'm going to let you guess the spread here. Ooh. Titans minus four and a half. Titans minus three and a half. Close. Ooh. Um. Listen, if that's the spread you're going to give it, I think you're you're leaning Titans in this game. I wasn't sure how much the number one seed was going to get. Um, so I'm not necessarily leaning Titans. I've doubted the Titans all year, and they don't do anything sexy. Like, especially with Henry being out most of the season, like, they just run the ball. Tannehill makes enough plays, and the defense plays well. And it's like, oh, that was boring, but somehow they won 32 nothing. Like... I don't know. I uh, th- I think the Bengals are a much more fun team, but if I were to, if I really were to make a definitive uh, decision on this game, I think I would take Tennessee. Yeah, give me Tennessee. Would you take them with the spread? I would. I would not. I wouldn't either. I tease them down. Um, moving on to the next game. So we got Tennessee winning that game. We have you have down. I I think we should save this game for last, but who cares? This is the best game. Uh, and it's probably not even close. Man, I love playoff football. Bills going to Kansas City Arrowhead, 7.30 on Sunday. This should be the primetime game, and it is. What's the spread on this game, my friend? Chiefs minus two and a half. Chiefs minus one and a half, man. I like Damn. that spread. Yeah, me too. I think I'm on I the do Chiefs too. Here. Well, this I, this is a really interesting one, man. So, obviously, this is the a rematch of the AFC Championship game last year where Buffalo got off to the early lead and then Kansas City steamrolled them. But Buffalo did get their revenge, and I think it was week four or five this year they went into Arrowhead and won a pretty convincing game when Kansas City was kind of falling over themselves. The Bills are rolling really high, but so are the Chiefs. I just can't pick against Mahomes at home. I just no, can't. I can't pick against that defense at home either. No, it's... Which sucks. I really wish this was the AFC Championship game and not not a divisional game. I do too. 
Moving on to the next game. These This game is on Saturday at 8.15, so I guess you could call it the primetime game on Saturday night. Uh, I guess I'm not going out at all this weekend. This should be interesting. The <laughs> Niners are going to Green Bay, the frozen tundra. I bet you it'll be cold there. I don't know the exact weather. Uh, give me a spread on this one. Packers minus six and a half. Mm, close. Packers minus six. Uh, God damn it. I mean, I, I'd have to see. I think this spread is taken into account that Bosa's hurt. I'd have to yep. see it. Um, well, how do you feel about this one? Who wins and who are you taking in the spread? If it's six, I'll I'll take Green Bay. I mean, Ooh. listen, I, I've been impressed. I've been impressed with with San Francisco, and I know that's a big number in the playoffs. San Francisco's kind of had Green Bay's number of late, but most of those games were in the Bay Area, not at Lambeau. I just don't see Garoppolo being able to make enough plays in this game, and I think Rodgers having that extra rest. Uh, extra week of rest for his toe. He's going to go out there and ball out. Uh, I agree. I, I'm not going to say it's going to be a blowout, but I think that Green Bay wins relatively convincingly. I think Green Bay wins. The only thing that the only X factor in this game, aside from whether or not Bosa plays and Warner plays, because if those two don't play, I think this game might turn into a blowout. Is I think Debo Samuel being the incredible and the incredible player that he is, the way that they can get him the ball sometimes without Jimmy G having to touch it, is the ultimate deodorizer to Jimmy G sometimes choking. You know, I do want to just talk about Jimmy G real fast because as I was watching that game on Sunday against Dallas. You know, I, I I still think that he's somebody that a lot of teams would love to have. Like, oh, I would. Me for my you team. would. Because, because, yes, he is incredibly frustrating with some of the mental lapses that he has. And, and for him to not convert on some of these big-time throws to ice games, I'm sure as a fan is really frustrating because the best quarterbacks do that. But, Tom, all they do when he plays is win. Like, he is a winning quarterback for whatever limitations he may have. And we've seen him drive the ball down the field in big-time spots, most recently that game against the Rams in Week 18. I think I think he gets a lot of shit, and some of it is fair. Like, he's not Mahomes. He's not of that ilk. But this is a guy who's a really good quarterback that I, I think gets a lot of disrespect. I think, honestly, I'm going to say it. I think if you build the right team around him and they do have the right team built around him and everybody's healthy, Jimmy G could win a Super Bowl. I agree with you 100%. All right, moving on to the final game. We're both going Packers with the spread there. I just think Aaron Rodgers balls out and Jimmy G just doesn't have enough to get him there, especially in the cold. Um, Rams at Bucks, 3 p.m. on Sunday. This is your early game. This is in Tampa. Give me a spread real quick. Ooh, Tampa minus two. Tampa minus three. What do you think there? Close again. I mean, both teams dominated in the wild card round. Uh, neither of neither of those games were close. Um, the Rams did beat them out in L.A. early this year, handed Tampa their first loss of the season. I think it was week three or four. Um, I just can't be I, – I, I think it's going to come down to the quarterbacks, right? And which quarterback do I trust more? I trust Brady a little bit more. I, that Rams defense is really scary right now. But I trust – well, because it's not that just Brady, right? But he doesn't have his full arsenal of weapons. I know Fournette might be back, but he doesn't have, like – if if they had Brown and Godwin and 
I, I would really lean Tampa, but because they are a little limited, I don't know. I mean, the Rams are really, really healthy, but I think Stafford's propensity to make big time mistakes and crush in crucial moments. He's a little unproven. Uh, I, I don't have any doubts about Brady, so I'm going to take Tampa. Yeah, I'm going to lean Tampa, and I'm either going to tease him or just go with a money line parlay there. I'm scared of the spread. This is the best weekend of NFL all the, year. You want to know why? Because the good teams, so great. it's all been weeded out, and all these teams are good, and any team could win. Yep, 100%. And the two Saturday, the two Sunday, it, it, it's fucking awesome. And, and I love that the that the Sunday game is not so late. Um it's not an eight thirty like it normally is. It's it's seven thirty. So it, it's just going to be awesome, man. I, I you can't bought yourself an extra hour by moving to Texas, and you're still complaining about late night games, huh? Oh, I told you, I open Mondays. It's still it, it's still tough. I hear you, man. Yeah, I'm happy that I can relax, and this game will be over by ten thirty, eleven. Absolutely, dude. I I love this weekend. I cannot wait to to talk NFL next week and preview the conference championships. Um, we're going to do a lot of NBA coming up because there's some great storylines. But right now, I figure we just got to dedicate the time to the NFL. Absolutely, man. You got anything else good going on? Not too much, man. Enjoyed the nice three day weekend. Um, and yeah, it was just it was just nice to have that extra day. Went out on Saturday, uh, wow. checked out some of the games down down uh, down South Austin. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty good time. How about you? Well, as I told my other redheaded friend uh, co-host, I did not have a three day weekend, so I enjoyed my normal weekend. But you know, <laughs> diets diets tight. Had uh, one. Yeah, let's talk so about far. the gym. Jim's been. Jim, my gym life has been great. Uh, the gym, I'm going, you know, the gym, we've already complained about that kind of sucks. Although it's starting to dwindle down. I thought it was going to take at least till February, but it's already starting to dwindle down. People are starting to give up early, which I love. A lot of the, a lot of the pretenders already out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm down like 15 pounds. So I'm just, I'm loving it. I'm starting to tighten up. Um, it's like 40 degrees right now. Um, it's supposed to snow tomorrow. I, it always ends up being like warm the day before it snows. It's weird. Um, but I honestly may go for a run down to the shore and back right now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love a good night run when it's nice and quiet. This is very inspirational. You're going to become like, uh, you're going to become like that person that just has like a renewed life. Like you're going to, you're going to lose the weight and then you're just going to, you're just going to be beast mode. Yeah, it's going to be back to 20s, you know, the early New York sports club days. Um, That's right. Which should be a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, aside from that, it didn't do much this weekend. Did some uh, redecorating with Michaela and and big weekend coming up. Um, You know, it's it's her dad's birthday, so we'll celebrate that. And aside from that, I don't have much going on. Yeah, man, we're kind of in the dog days of winter right now. I mean, even here, like we're winter weather advisory but it's gonna be down to the high 20s low 30s for tomorrow and that's really fucking cold for here so yeah um you know there's just not a lot there's not a lot to do i mean austin at this time of year like really from like january through like the end of like the middle of february unless there's an isolated ice storm like last year um really you have like you can have a day in the 70s 
and then the next day could be in the 40s. And the next day could be mid-60s, and the next day could be, like, low 30s. Like, it's really weird. So I'll you have take no, that over what no we're looking at over here. Oh, I'm not complaining, but it's <laughs> definitely hard to predict and, like, plan for. Because it's like, oh, I'm going to go out this weekend to rainy. Like, it's going to be a really nice weekend. Then you look, and it's like, wow, it's going to drop 35 degrees in five hours. Like, no, I'm going to stay in. I hear that, so. man. Well... You watching any new shows, anything? You finished that Super Dave documentary? I started the Beatles documentary. I finally broke down and got the Oh, Disney, you did? I did, Disney I, Plus. I did watch the Super I did watch the Super Dave doc. It was great. I really enjoyed it. And um that was not a huge commitment, so I was glad I got that out of the way. And then uh the Beatles documentary that has a lot of interest to me, but it just feels like it's way too long. What is it, ten hours? Yeah, that is that my friend is a huge commitment. But I mean, just watching and it is slow. I do find myself looking at my phone every once in a while, but just watching the Beatles jive is, you know, pretty cool. Well, I'm a big Beatles guy and I, I like my listen, favorite band. I've been I'll go down rabbit holes where all I do is listen to the Beatles and like do deep cuts and stuff like that. And oh, I'm fascinated too. by by the story of the band and just how how everything transpired, especially in those later years when they were churning out revolutionary music that had never been done before, but they weren't touring, you know, they were they were done playing Locked shows, up, yeah. but they were just in the lab, which is what this documentary shows, creating this unbelievably like it's like a renaissance of music. It literally never been done before. And that's so interesting to me. But the amount of content, I, I love the concept, but I don't know if I could do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to spread it out over like three months. But aside from that, man, I finished up Succession, going to finish up Yellowstone. There's really nothing out there that I've watched that has really, uh, really piqued my fancy. Yellowstone's been popping. Like every podcast I listen to, every buddy that I'm like that I know love shows like I feel like just it's the only thing everybody's talking about it's like that in succession but Yellowstone's really gotten popular I remember seeing the commercials for it like I don't know three or four years ago I was like oh that looks like a cool concept Kevin Costner like Wyoming looks pretty cool and it's just blown up yeah Yellowstone's pretty good I I, you know if if they told me that it was going to get canceled I wouldn't care as much as other shows to be honest with you um Euphoria is back, which is on my list just outside of my top five is one of my favorite shows ever. So I got to watch that. And then Atlanta, which is on securely on my list for my top five is is coming back. So I'm looking forward to that. Nothing else really going on, man. Just kind of going through the motions and trying to get through the cold. I hear you, bro. Well, it sounds like you got some shows to look forward to, which always helps. Um, we're kind of in those dog days of the NBA season two, like Baseballs. a month before in trouble baseball's in trouble um and yeah so i mean golf's back we're baby by the way amex the played tournament? this week oh, oh yeah the first tournament already happened man and they're playing the bob the former bob hope classic um now it's called the amex out in california somewhere in the desert out there palm um, springs or something right yeah, somewhere somewhere in desert land. I don't know. It'll be warm. It'll be fun to watch. A lot of the big players are playing this this week in the first tournament, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, I, I am excited, I, and um, I'll start getting the gambling up and running a little bit further on when I see who's who decides to show up this year. I'm not ready to do it yet because it is winter where I'm usually only watching. You know, obviously we've got the NFL still, but I'm really watching the NBA, and then 
only my UConn Huskies basketball, but I haven't really done a deep dive into the other college basketball yet. Um, but if baseball continues to absolutely destroy itself, I, I, I'm going to go balls deep, balls deep into golf this year. There's no doubt about it. Because That's if what I, I like to hear. This needs to be your weekend, version of college football. Oh, yeah. Listen, you you've did a really good job this year, and I was proud of you with college football but if the, if baseball is not coming back and i've only got nba um I, I need another sport uh for sure and we talk golf on this pod you educate me on golf on this pod and there's no reason why a good weekend tournament every weekend is something that i can't invest in so that that's my pledge to you if baseball and you continues know, to blow it this i'm is, watching golf this is the perfect time to get into golf because this season, I don't know when it's coming out, Netflix is doing um, a series basically based off of that uh, F1 Drive to Survive where they went behind the scenes and it was kind of a documentary type. They're doing it for the okay. PGA Tour this year and a lot of massive names are on it. A couple of my oh, guys. Oh, damn. All right. Well, Tony Finau action? I believe Tony Finau's in there. I believe Max Holm is in there. Those are two of my guys. I can't tell if Rom's going to be on there. And uh, I don't know about Brooksy either. I just need I just need the Brooksy and Bryson bullshit, and I'm fine. But, yeah, man, I that is my pledge to you. So we got a lot to look forward to. We're going to get through these dog days of winter like we always do. And um, we'll look forward to a hell of a weekend of football and be back at it next week. Yes, sir. Everybody, enjoy the weekend. If you're in the cold, try and stay warm. Uh, enjoy this football because it's going to be gone before we know it. And even though it was a little longer this year and a little clunky, we're going to miss it when it's gone. So enjoy. Amen to that. Amen to that.